Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race UK Season 1, Episode 3, titled Posh on a Penny. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one slag of a co-host. From the YouTube channel WDW Aristocrats, please say... I am so out of breath, I'm bloody knackered, I've put the wrong shoes on, I'm coughing me minge up, I feel like Paula Radcliffe, I'm going to have a piss in the street in a minute. To Daniel J. Brewer. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Joe Batance. How are uh, you? I'm doing great. You know, I haven't been paid to podcast in over a decade. I just do it for the favors. I feel that that's a line from the show, right? Yes, yes. What? Who have, you, have, you not, have you not picked up? Yeah, everything that I've said has oh. been a line from the show. All my opening lines so far have always been from the show. Yeah, well, it just reveals I don't listen. Well, I've been listening okay. to the first two episodes. No, uh, who? No, but who said that this week? Someone said that this week. Uh, that was a bag of chips. She was. She hadn't paid for a taxi in about. Oh, 10 years. Yeah. she hadn't paid for a tax. That's right. I, and yeah. then she was. Yeah, she did favors. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bra- J. Brewer, how are you doing? Uh, how is life treating you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm doing well. I don't know if I say we're, I, we're doing well. I we're, we're buying a house, so oh, it's just a, a lot of yeah, it's just a lot of uh, stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of calling and talking and signing and uh, worrying and mm-hmm. uh, stressing. Those you know the the, the good things. Yeah. No, you know what's so funny, and, I, and I'm not throwing shade on you or anybody. It's, just, it's Actually, I'm throwing shade on the state of California and how fucking ridiculous it is. But you know, we have a mutual friend, this Taylor the Latte Boy. I, I am familiar with Taylor the Latte Boy, yeah. yes, Joe. And on one of the other podcasts, he was talking about, you know what, I don't know if he said this on the podcast. So I'll be careful what I'll say here. He knows someone who, some people who are trying to buy a house, right? Yes. And they were looking in his neighborhood. And I said, oh, whatever happened with that? Are they moving to your neighborhood? And he was like, oh, no, the the house was too expensive. And I said, <laughs> uh, oh, how much was it? And it was $250,000. And I yeah. was saying, and, and I actually backed, I went to Zillow.com to research this. I said, you couldn't even get a shack for $250,000 in, in, in LA, or in LA at least. Or in the Southern California area. In fact, to prove it, I went to Zillow.com. Have you ever gone to the Zillow, Daniel? I have. I have gone to Zillow.com many times there, John. Uh, John. My Joe. name is John. That's right. John Batance. John, John Batance. Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny? Sorry, quick aside. One of our other co-hosts, uh, Jamila Zara, yes. she was actually applying for a job at my management company. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she didn't tell them. She's some podcast she does. Why would I come up, right? She didn't know they were my managers either. And um, she was talking, she was applying for like a podcast producing job and she was talking to the person there and the person's like, well, you know, one of our shows, I don't know, I think Drag Queens came up, is Drag Race Recap with uh, one of our clients, John Batons. <laughs> and she was, she was, you mean Joe Batons? And then the woman was super embarrassed and she's like, please don't tell him. And she was like... I was like, I'm very amused by John Batons. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I went to Zillow.com, went to this Compton, right? As in straight out of. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, not uh, known to be a very nice area of Los Angeles, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, economically underperforming area. Right. Daniel, a shitty house in Compton is in the 400,000s. 
Yes. Yeah. That's well, then what, the, yeah. the salaries in California compensate for that. Like, well, I, like yeah. you, you could say, I used to live in Connecticut. Like, yeah. you couldn't also, you could also not get a shack in Connecticut yeah. for 300000 Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because I met a teacher. I mean, the smart thing to do is to spend the bulk of your life working in California and then retire somewhere else. She was oh, a yeah. teacher for LAUSD and then she went to some shit part of Texas after she retired. She was probably living like a queen over there. Yeah. No, I, did. I, I worked in Connecticut, got paid yeah. Connecticut wages, and then transferred to Florida at those same wages. So, yeah, that was, that was, a, good, oh, that was a good move. Oh, very a lateral salary move. That's the way it works. <laughs> See, Daniel, I've always known you were smart with the finances. But you didn't, you didn't do a straight line to Florida. You went to, like, Georgia, Georgia first, first or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. company, but it's the same company I'm with now. So, oh, okay. The, the, yeah. Then the company moved the R and D down to Florida and whatnot. Oh, so. very, very interesting. And, and you're, it's it's convenient for you because you're from Florida. I am. Yeah, I am from this area uh-huh. in Tampa, Florida. And yeah, my family, most of my family, is still here. And, yeah. and so they are a short car ride away. Actually, a shorter car ride at our new place. Also, oh, really? more importantly, Joe, it's closer to Disney. Is that a good thing or bad? Oh, is it really like a significantly closer? Well, no, like half half hour closer. So instead oh, really? of an hour and a half to Disney, we'll only be an hour to Disney. Oh, imagine all the videos that will be up now at WDW Aristocrats. That's A R I S T O C R A F T S on YouTube.com. And, right. and I take it you posted your uh, your video that you your cruise video. We've we've yeah, we've done well, we did some of the cruise. We did some of the cruise merchandise window. I actually haven't posted the cruise video because uh, Zach got sick and we so it's it, it'll come out this Saturday. Mm-hmm. But you know. Now, Zach, your boyfriend, where is he from originally? What state? He's originally from Illinois. Oh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, when I when I started dating him, he lived near St. Louis. When so you guys right get in a fight, does he go like, bitch, I'm from Chicago. Does he do, does he do that? <laughs> no, because he's from Taylorville, which is not Chicago. So it, it's it's like the uh, the suburbs. Not the suburbs. It's, it's like rural Illinois. Are there like... Uh, uh, I know there's a cheap dad joke to make here, but are there like, uh, you know, uh, fascist sized posters of Taylor the Latte Boy all over Taylorville? No, there are not. There's, you know what there is in Taylorville, Illinois? Farm equipment. Just oh. like huge stores. You know, those big John Deere tractors, you know, mm-hmm. that are uh, like houses. Mm-hmm. They just have like those just lined up selling them at these big tractor stores. And it's not just like one track. There's like multiple tractor stores. Mm-hmm. I think the population of Taylorville, Illinois is maybe 19,000. Oh my gosh. Uh, and there's probably 17,000 tractors for sale. If you divide that number, both those numbers by a thousand, it's the age I date. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Zach just walked by and now he's giving me a dirty look because he has no idea why I'm disparaging his hometown. Sorry. Have you been to the hometown? Yeah, yeah. We oh, went there last. Well, we will be going there again this year for, for Christmas. Yeah, Let so. me ask you this question. This is always interesting to become a fat man. Is there like mm-hmm. a signature dish in that part of Illinois? Like everyone, you know, like if you go to Cincinnati, there's a skyline chili. You know, you yeah. go to certain parts of the Midwest as Runsas or, you know, a different mm-hmm. name for that little bun filled with some sort of beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything like that in Illinois? Yeah, it's, it's called Denny's. Uh, <laughs> is it really? I, I don't know. No, no, I know it's not Denny's. I know the joke you're making, but is that, <laughs> is like Denny's like the, the go-to hop-in restaurant? I guess. I, I can't think of any uh, delicacy or, you know, like local dish. Like, you got to try this. Oh, when you're in Taylorville, you got to try this. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, 
what what is it in Chicago even? Like what what's the big thing in Chicago? Oh, but you have the deep dish. Yeah, deep dish, like the the pizza pie or the hot dog, the Chicago style hot dog. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, not not that I'm aware of in Taylorville, Illinois. Jeff. Is there That's one in your part of Florida? I what? Like a signature dish. Like everyone. Oh, a go. signature dish here mm-hmm. in yeah. Florida. I would say here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, probably like it, we have a lot of Cuban food here. Yeah. So uh, like black beans and rice, mm-hmm. uh, probably roast pork and yellow rice. <laughs> just, just kind of Cuban food. I, I don't know. We, we're supposed to be one of the top foodie places in the Southeast, well, but yeah. it's not like learned. native foodie stuff. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's all imported. Like everything in Florida, it's it's imported. I don't know, Daniel, because this Taylor Delante boy, for those of you who are new to the show and don't realize this, years ago, Taylor Delante boy told me that I, because he knows what a gourmand I am, which I'm not, mm-hmm. that when I go to visit him in Florida, yes, He's got to take me to this place where they serve gourmet cheeseburgers, like for hamburgers. Like, for instance, <laughs> there's a place that he knows of. It's super just, gourmet. They put blueberry gonna, jam on the burgers. Just going to keep pounding that joke, aren't we? <laughs> just never let that man live down those words just every like week here on goth, Drag Race UK. Just like he's gothy Kendall. <laughs> it's our LO governor. No, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know why I said governor. Like I said, I was like, ah. Oh. Shit. Sorry. Hello, Gavna. What's so funny? Go. Did you see that meme that was going around on uh, Instagrams about uh, like every time RuPaul says "Hello, Gavna," and the people doing the fake laugh and whatnot? Yes, I have. And that was uh, there was someone on Discord today made predictions about what was going to happen tonight, uh-huh. and uh, I that was my one prediction is that she will say "Hello, Gavna," and a bunch of people will pretend to laugh. Yeah, same thing happened when she said about the poll. I think it, it's in the mini challenge clip, so we'll hear it. But she says some, some sort of dumb joke about polls, and everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. No, after that horrible mini challenge, she was just like going like, I took a poll. And then she like oh, waited for people to laugh. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. It was like. <laughs> oh, you said, know what, Joe? We got to get into this episode because I have so many thoughts. Oh, on really? The, on the construction of this episode. It's so funny. I have a lot of thoughts about very biz- – I watched the episode twice. So I watched it initially. But everyone should know I'm like – I'm like uh, – you would think I'm doing closed captioning. Like I'm typing furiously as I talk. And I'm glancing at it. And then I watched it a second time right before we aired. We went to air. Uh, just to like watch it. And I have so many thoughts on like little things that I saw – uh, watching it. So let's, you're right, let's get into it. This week, Cheryl Hole is determined to prove her worth in the competition. The girls dance around the Maypole and for the maxi challenge have to make an outfit out of the junk in a trunk. Bag of chips, the Vivian and Crystal are confident in their outfits while Vinegar Stroke, Sum Ting Wong, and Cheryl Hole have other contestants taking the piss. On the runway, everything goes down as expected and during Untucked, the girls have a heated conversation about whether some of them should have joined the competition if they didn't know how to sew. On the main stage, I just thought about this right now. Yes. None of these girls know how to lip sync, and that's a big part of this show, too. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Nobody should be on this show. On the main stage, Davina DeCampo is named the winner of the challenge, while Vinegar Strokes and Sum Ting Wong are placed in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Sum Ting Wong lives to see another day, while Vinegar Strokes is asked to sashay away Taylor the Latte Daniel J. Brewer. Daniel the Latte Boy named two yes. things I liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Two things that I liked about this episode. Number one, Davina DeCampo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really kind of 
warmed up to her greatly this week. I liked yeah. her already, but mm-hmm. I really kind of came away from this episode really, really liking her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, watching the 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 confidence corner like talk over there and her kind of you know pulling through from the back, mm-hmm. uh, not being confident about her sewing yet still pulling off an amazing look. And then that whole conversation that she had with Blue about the you know the time that she started drag and, and the opportunities that are available. I just really, really warmed up to Davina this episode. I really liked her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second thing I liked about this episode was blue. Um, again, I kind of feel like he came out of a shell this week and there was one moment. I'm going to tell you this, Joe, and you're not going to be able to unsee it. Yeah. There's one moment where I was like, I get it now. He reminds me of a British Tyler Oakley. You're talking about YouTube star, Tyler Oakley. Yes. Except so, uh, currently, Blue High Ginger has more people watching her <laughs> than still watch Tyler Oakley. Now, keep in mind, uh, but uh, Tyler Oakley was also on The Amazing Race and uh, also on the, uh, the the second version of The Amazing like on the All-Stars version of Amazing Race. So there's a lot of people that – it's just he looks a lot – he just has the same mannerisms and the small hands of a Tyler Oakley. And the pasty whiteness. The pasty whiteness, the small hands, and the, the, the silly laugh of a Tyler Oakley. Before you tell me what you didn't like, I'm going to tell you something. I have to apologize both to DDC and no one else. Because yes. I have so come around on her. I know on the Meet the Queens, I was so rough on this Davina DeCampo. Because, you know, based on that short Meet the Queen, what the fuck was that? Oh, it's a cat. I thought that was Zach. All right, so my cat is deaf, so he has no idea how loud he is, oh. and he can't. He hasn't seen me over yeah. here, so he's trying to find me. Oh. Sorry, I'll, I'll mute here. No, go ahead, no, go no, ahead. No, with your... right, he'll figure it out. This, this Davina DeCampo, because in the in the one minute clip of Davina DeCampo on Meet the Queens, there was that laugh just every few seconds, and I was convinced. That that was going to be a thing that was constantly in our face in the show. Now, look, she still laughs. and That's how she laughs. But it's 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 actually much more subdued. Not subdued. It's not as in the forefront as I thought it was going to be. And yeah, and, and I think that in fairness yeah. to you, the first episode she did do a lot of that laugh. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. as we've discussed before many times in the show is these queens. You know, after a, an episode or two, then their their real selves starts to come out for the better or for the worse. You know, and so yeah. uh, I think we're starting to see she's not putting on that weird character she was putting on. She's just being her, which is a perfectly lovely person. And I've started to now really be Team Davina DeCampo. Uh, be, be especially, the, I think this episode was the I was already feeling it last episode, but for this episode, for sure, uh, very much in the camp in in DeCampo. Yeah, so, I didn't see the Meet the Queens, so I I skipped over that. So I oh didn't have a negative opinion of her coming in to Daniel. the first episode. So I I liked her on the first episode, but now I really like her. So yeah, I, I'm also on Team Davina. The rough, the rough, the first uh, the Davina DeCampo on Meet the Queens. Rough. Uh, what was All the right. one thing you didn't like? The one thing I didn't like was the Maypole challenge. Oh, what an that awful was challenge! It just went on for an hour and a half, and it was. Pointless. <laughs> it was. I. I didn't get it. Uh, and also, I don't like peanut butter. I don't like the song peanut butter. Oh no, that song is horrible. I didn't hate the idea of the Maypole challenge as much as um, I was just. I. I. But I do agree. I hate that song peanut butter. I cannot stand that song peanut butter. And they. But they trot it was out this filmed in May? You know what. Well, no, they do feel like March, April. I just think they were doing okay. I did read about this. I guess 
this is why some of the queens, I guess it, it hasn't been a thing for like 20 years, but there are people, British people in their like 30s who do have memories of in uh, their version of grade school dancing around a maypole. They don't really do it anymore, but uh, I thought it was a scene from uh, the summer horror classic Midsommar, the 2019 <laughs> uh, summer uh, classic Midsommar, but uh uh no, I guess it was a British thing. I feel that there was somebody who was who went to England one time, you know, and then came and and, and they wrote the challenges for this episode. They're like on that that Stonehenge tour, and they were just like yeah. going. There. The Celtics used to dance around the maple to summon their gods for the fertility. Like, yeah, it's like you know what you know what made me say it's like someone had a conversation at a cocktail party two years ago with someone who lived in England, <laughs> and then they used that knowledge to write the challenges. Okay, I'm gonna play Davina De Campos Meet the Queen. Here we go. Here we go. Davina DeCampo. The way do you hear this? I don't know if you know, but I have been on television a few times. I've been on The Voice, and I'm on All Together Now as one of the judges. I've worked with a lot of the US girls, almost all of them. When you come to a Davina show, you know, there'll be some comedy, a bit of opera, there'll be some pop tunes, there'll be some show tunes, there'll be some blue tunes in there. <laughs> Drag to me is absolute freedom. You can do anything and everything that you want. If you want to do a lip sync number about 1940s Germany, go for it. Do it. You want to do something about space and time travel? Perfect. Let's put that in. You want to do something about politics? Even better. I decided to apply for Drag Race UK to make shit tons of money. I wanted to see where on the racetrack I would finish. I hate competition. There's a little secret for you. I find them really, really stressful. So I worry about whether I'm going to turn into some kind of neurotic, crazy person or whether I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so you can see why I hated her. But you know what? I wonder if this was filmed after she had had that little meltdown there. I, I, I don't know. What meltdown? No, on episode two when she like was like oh oh oh, oh. she cried. So you think they, they they filmed the the meet the queen? Well, of course they filmed. Well, they filmed the you. I thought it was usually between episodes one and two, but they've done it between episodes two and three before. I think it was season. What was this? What was um? Van, what season was Vanjie first on? Season ten. I know season ten yes. they filmed it after after episode two. Um, they filmed it. Um, yeah, so Humble Pie in the chat room says Davina looks like Wallace of Wallace and Gromit. Oh, you know I, what? I, I she kind of does. I kind of see it. A little okay. bit. I, yeah, I, I kind of see it. Uh, two things I liked. You know what? I actually really like that these queens have a dynamic that you don't really see on Drag Race UK. So, like, on, I mean, it's on Drag Race US. So, on Drag Race US, if, if the girls are in trouble, I mean, they're having an emotional breakdown. Yes. And at least on this episode, it felt like vinegar and something wrong, and, and, and Cheryl Hole were like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're maybe going home." Mm -hmm. And just totally, even though they were a little upset about, it, they weren't like, like they would be like, "Bitch, I cannot right now. I have to go learn my song," you know. And here they're like, "Ah, oh, we'll have a drink. We'll talk." And uh, even on the in the on the main stage, they seemed pretty good about it. Um, I thought, and I, you know what, too, is there was that really, and we'll talk about it during the show, there was that one moment um, where, I think it's Elimination Day, and uh, they just walked in, and uh, speaking of, Davina DeCampo decided to give uh, Vinegar Strokes the piss about her outfit, 
And then she walks away, and they're like, she's fucked. And then they all start laughing openly about how fucked she is. <laughs> but that, do, do you think that has to do with the fact that they they know that they're the first season? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what they do, no matter where they place on this, they're they're pretty much assured that they're going to be fine yeah. for, for club bookings for the rest of their lives. Like, you know, uh, what was it? the big show in the UK for a long time was Big Brother. Like, so it's like the, you know. If you're Nadia on Big Brother, like you're 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 golden, right? You're you're going to like Brian on Big Brother, uh, you know, turn his win into basically being a full time television presenter. It's well, like, no, if you even think about it, like if you think about it in the U.S., if you don't score highly enough, how much like you know Mercedes Iman Diamond, how much is that going to really affect her bookings? You know, she went yeah. home second or third. No, and, but that's what I'm saying because no, no, this no. is the first. No, no, I'm because, saying no. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying big to little, right? And so I'm saying if you're Drag Race UK, not only is it increasing your bookings in the UK, but now it's opening up all those bookings in the US. Right. So that's my point is like, maybe that's why they're not so stressed because it's like, oh, okay, well, we're good. We're we're good. Gothy Kendall now can go from zero to US and UK bookings, whereas Mercedes Iman Diamond, you know, opulence. But he can never show his face in Leicester again. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's stupid. <laughs> uh, the other I, prob- I probably horribly, horribly butchered the name of that town, but go ahead. I think it's Leicester is how they say it. I could be sure. wrong, too, though. Who knows? What do I know, right? But uh, another thing that I liked, about- I love the way RuPaul looked in this episode. She looked amazing. Even though I, we will talk about, I'm sure we have the same opinion about this weird filter and makeup. Yes. I think Raven was too busy coming in that car to do RuPaul's makeup <laughs> that day. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the one thing I didn't like, um, you know, I don't think I've talked about this before, but I kind of feel that these lip syncs are subpar. Like, oh, I mean, it's proving that they do. Yeah, it's proving they sing live because these lip syncs. I have not seen a good lip sync. Yeah, the the, the lip syncs have been god awful. Yeah, awful, awful. Like, it, it's it's a joke how bad they are. Uh, all right. After Scaredy's elimination, the girls all paid tribute to their dearly departed young queen. Everyone congrats Blue Hydrangea for her lip, her lip sync performance and praises Bag of Chips for her challenge win. Cheryl talks about the feelings she had be, about being called fake. Vinegar and Something Wong ranked their performances thus far, and Cheryl seems to be upset that her friends, Vinegar and Some, have forced Cheryl to prove them and the other contestants wrong. Taylor the Latte Boy, you're... I keep calling Taylor the Latte Boy. Daniel J. Brewer... <laughs> I'm so used to Taylor. Daniel. Yes, Joe. Uh, you're the Excuse person. Me. Yes, yeah. John. Yeah. Yes, John. Yeah. You've never had cancer or diabetes, correct? Just to make sure. I, to my knowledge, <laughs> I am cancer and diabetes free. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on this uh, cold open? It was, it was okay. I think I know where you're getting with this. I think I know where you're getting with this. Because I go on the Reddits and the the, the Discords and all this, right? And everyone from the UK, and also one of our co-hosts, Evan Ayers, who's on board with this too, seems to think that this Drag Race UK is the greatest season of Drag Race that ever graced Drag Race, right? Yes. And to me, I'm just going to start calling it Drag Race okay. (laughs) You know, because like... The episodes are fine. Don't get me wrong. They're the, the nourishment is palatable, okay? But they're fine. 
I think I know what you're saying. It was like, is it, is it because our expectations are too high or I don't know, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I don't hate it at all. I no. like it. No, I like but it. It's, it's not like, but like I even had a hard time coming up with what it was. I didn't like about the episode, but yeah, it wasn't, I mean, not every single second of this is great. It's kind of a slow burn. I think this is what I'll tell you. And this is going to take a hard left here is because I'm becoming very quickly an old man. Now to go to bed, my bedtime stories now uh, are old Perry Mason episode episodes from Amazon prime. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a year away from watching NCIS and all that. <laughs> But uh, anyway, one thing I like Perry, about the- I can't even, I can't even think of the theme song to Perry. What is the theme song to Perry Mason? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. And uh, but one thing I like about this Perry Mason, this is why I watch it to go to sleep, is for some reason you would think for a murder show, there's no screaming or anything. It's just all very quiet. Yes. But also, it's the exact same plot. <laughs> Every single fucking week, you know, they just they just mix it out, take it out. It's like it's you know, there's a pretty shitty person, okay, mm-hmm. and then the shitty person does something shitty to a nice person, and yes. then the shitty person lands up dead, and they blame the nice person, and Perry Mason defends the nice person, and then it's proven by some sort of tearful confession on the stand that somebody else killed the shitty person. And it's yeah, different. yeah. They, they never let it go to the jury. It's always like oh, no, some no. theatrics, yeah, theatrics yeah, in the courtroom that yes, prove it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, because it's yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get. I can, I could do a whole show on this Perry Mason, right? But right. Uh, and then they and then they remade it years later with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one. It, it is very, very similar. You're right. Um, <laughs> it, what's funny is uh, Raymond Burr liked both versions of A Few Good Men. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Brayden Burr loved himself a few good men. <laughs> you can tell this when you're watching this Perry Mason. Yes, you know. Didn't, didn't he also play Ironside? Oh, he sure did. It, it, now, I remember there was there was an Ironside remake sometime yeah. in the '90s yeah. that Raymond Burr was so large. Oh yeah, uh huh. He could not walk. Yeah. So every scene they had to have an excuse for him to be sitting or in a car. So there was like some scenes where they were out in the field and then he would drive up in the back of an SUV to talk to them. Like just, just there seemed hanging, to be, out, hanging out the windshield, talking to them. There seemed to be a thing in the seventies for detective shows with people who should not be detectives. Oh yeah. Like uh, what is his name? Uh, Cannon. Yeah, the, the beginning of Cannon. Cannon's this big fat guy. And the beginning would be him like doing like a barrel roll over a car. And you're like, you know that he had to take a two week vacation after that. And Barnaby uh, Jones. Barnaby Jones. And then who was the one that was the coroner? Quincy. Quincy. Oh my God, we have bored everyone, but we are amusing ourselves. Uh, people, literally, you know the age range that listens to our podcast here. It's like they're going, "What the fuck are they what talking about?" Let me tell you this: there's this, an episode of something that Taylor and I did that'll be released next summer, and we did, uh, or was it Lori Roggenkamp? One, I did a show with Lori, one of them too. Oh, and we did. Oh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We did a 20 minute talk about Linda Lavin. Uh, star of TV's Alice. So that <laughs> I think pretty soon my drag name is going to be Geriatric. And um, 
This is my tribute to uh, Jerry Jewell, the He's CP comedian. New girl in town, and she's feeling good. Isn't that, wasn't that Alice? <laughs> yes, that was Alice. Dude, we have to stop. We are really alienating like eighty-five percent of our audience right now. Kiss my grits. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, where... Okay, do you have anything else to say about that cold open? I thought it was okay. <laughs> I got to talk about the show Have Gun, Will Travel. All right, the next day, Blue is more relaxed and confident now that she won a lip sync, and she's determined to make the most out of the second chance she's been given. Finally, the Vivian... I don't even know what I'm reading now. I'm still thinking about Perry Mason. Finally, the Vivian is glad those twinks are gone. Uh, In the mini-challenge, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. So, for today's mini challenge, you need to worship the pole. Ah. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> You're going to be dancing around the maypole. Oh. <laughs> You've got 15 minutes to get into quick drag. Think genteel English rose. All right, Cheryl Hole performed a series of death drops and won the challenge. Following the announcement, RuPaul explained this week's Maxi Challenge. Ladies, for this week's Maxi Challenge, you need to be posh on a penny using random items from this car boot sale to create high fashion looks. Hashtag Drag Race UK. Now, you can use your own hair, shoes, and undergarments, but the rest must be 100% RuPurpose. Cheryl Hole, you won today's mini challenge. So I'm giving you an extra 15 second head start. In the workroom, Crystal reveals that she took costume design in college. Davina is going to sew together some laundry bags. Some Ting Wong is deconstructing a jacket. And Vinegar is going to base her look on a toothbrush. Blue shares with Cheryl that she feels confident for the first time in a challenge because she knows how to sew. And then Cheryl has some weird response that was supposed to be shady, but I didn't apologize, but it wasn't. I didn't understand about having one skill. or I don't know. Anyway, Daniel, your thoughts on everything, this maxi challenge, the mini challenge. I, you know, the, the thing, well, I hated the, the mini challenge, but uh, the, the, the thing that got me about blue, another hard left turn here. You know how, like when you first go out with somebody, like a first date and you're both really jittery and you're, you know, kind of unsure and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but then after you have sex or whatever, after, you know, then they're more relaxed or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's, it's like blue came, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's, he, he was relaxed. He's like, ah, oh, well, I'm much better now. It's like, mm-hmm. blah, blah. it's like, uh, that's kind of how I, I felt that he was, he was just, he came out of his shell there. He was, it was, it was, it was really a joy to watch. Also, shouldn't it be posh on a pence? I don't know how these people talk in English. <laughs> I thought it was like they, they made this whole thing about 50 pence and two tuppence and whatever. It's like, is, is it posh on a pence? Anyway. I don't know. Um, and all of our I England friends are asleep, I imagine. The the other thing that got me is, is why wasn't this in episode one? Because the, the very first challenge on Drag Race season one, episode mm-hmm. one was? something. Oh, Drag on a Dime, wasn't it? Right. Yes. And this is the very first, you know, why wasn't it the very first episode of Drag Race UK? Well, it's like if, so funny, if they're paying homage to that. I wonder if sometimes they move things around because also this lip sync song was from season one, episode four. They've done it before. See? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Zach was pointing out that they they're using the old version of Cover Girl 
uh, which in the newer shows they use the the, the remixed version of it. Mm. So they're going back to the old version of CoverGirl for the well, the as we stuff. saw too when they were doing the camera, they're going back to the old season one filter for RuPaul as well. <laughs> <laughs> they went back to Party City for Michelle's eye, eyelashes, yeah. but yes. Exactly. Uh, so let's see. What was the question, uh, Joe? Yeah, what were your thoughts think? on the, like, uh, yeah. the, the mini challenge you didn't like? I, you know what? To be, I have to be honest with you. Justice for Crystal this episode. Crystal was for sure the best one on that Maypole challenge. And yet they went to Cheryl Hole, who just did like... You know what's so funny? Did. You pointed it out, and then I saw it online. But she really is bringing us some Alyssa Edwards realness. Yes, and, with, um, the, with the death drop. With the death drop, but then also someone pointed out, and, and and I don't know if we'll get to this in the looks, when she walks the runway, she does that same Alyssa Edwards kick. You know, whenever yep. Alyssa Edwards turns, she kicks, and when she leaves the runway, she does like a little kick. And Cheryl Holt does that same kick, and she's doing the tongue pops, and she's just, it's enough with the, with the Alyssa Edwards. It's like it's like the Alyssa Edwards Tyler Oakley show. It's crazy. <laughs> the uh, no, I I, I I thought the the challenge was fun. Mm-hmm. It was uh, good to see Raven. She didn't do much, but it was yeah. good to see her. Um, we have one new member of the Brit crew representing now the mm-hmm. the bald guy. Yeah, right. And we, we'd seen the other two. And uh, yeah, I, I I this is what are we covering the entire everything, uh, that ha- everything up to the table visits. Okay. Well then, uh, yeah, I have thoughts on the table visits, but yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, there's a lot of crap there. How many boxes of crap were there? They just kept all throwing crap around. Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that. It's I noticed on my second viewing, and I'm sure that there was some sort of bartering later on, but I noticed when they first all rushed the car, something Wong grabs all the video cassettes. Yes. Now, you see that the Vivian gets a few, but but something Wong has like the bulk of the video cassettes, and then later on, you know, Vivian says, "I have all the video cassettes." So I'm wondering if if you know there was some, "I'll give you this if you give me that" kind of stuff. Yeah, probably. I mean, they they seem you know more civilized than the U.S. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and then you know, now something Wong. So I guess it took me a couple of times to figure out what was happening here. But I guess with something Wong and the jacket, she tore, she she deconstructed this jacket she had, and then she used it to as a pattern. Yes. At first, I thought she actually sewed, re- re-sewed the jacket and repurposed the jacket, but she didn't. She just tore it up to make traced she, it as a yeah. And and yeah. I I know we've seen that. Was it Sasha Valour that did that before? Oh, like did she? she would take? I think I I know we've seen that on Drag Race before. I guess that's a way. If you don't have a pattern for something, but you have that article article of clothing, of mm-hmm. course you can just cut it apart and you know make a pattern out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Crystal knows how to sew. I'm trying to think of anything big here. Uh, Blue and Cheryl have that like moment where they're sitting down. Do you know what the shade was? Because Cheryl says, you know, you have to have one thing going for you, more than one thing going for you. By the way, if I was as blue hydrangea, yes, I wouldn't take any advice from this. Who is Cheryl Hole? <laughs> to be giving advice and she, show. she it was so badly edited too but it sounded like she was just sitting there spouting off uh, a thing one thing after another but it was it was clearly cut together by the way i just yeah. realized let's, let's do well go ahead make your point and i'll, I'll go when i before no, I, think, I don't know what the exact shade was but there was a lot of like there was a lot of shade this episode that was not anything like u.s shade you know what yeah. i'm saying it was it was said in a british accent with a smile on their face and it yeah. took, took my u.s brain a while to realize that it was shade Oh, I think you could explain some of that to me because there's some that I didn't get. 
uh, we'll get to it in the table visit. Like, but we'll, we'll let's yes. wait for the table visit. I don't understand why they were like they did the whole dong 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 <laughs> when Blue Hydrangea said that you know wearing a silhouette is sort of played out, and I was like, she said, I know, she no, said, I have this written down here. She said, ball gowns are lovely, but they've been done to death. No offense. Oh, that it's that Sashura and the no offense that, yeah. that, that did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was well, that super offensive? I don't know. I mean, RuPaul wears more than ball. In fact, I don't even think I've seen her wear a ball gown this season so far. Right. But the fact that she like looked at her and went, no offense, literally was like basically accusing her of being, you know, saying it was just kind of like, like you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true, though. Now, hold on for a second, Daniel. Um, I want to do an update and let's just do it now. Because I I, yes. I just spoke and it, I reminded myself of me, and uh, I did this contest for the best Joe Batance impression, and I said, "Oh, yes. guys, there's this guy, this Nat Pat ninety. He does the best Joe Batance impression. If you think you can do the best Joe Batance impression, submit your uh and give your entries to dragracerecap at gmail dot com. We got one entry from <laughs> Nat Pat ninety. <90. laughs> Do you want to hear it? So he obviously wins by default, but here it is. Daniel, let me ask you something. Have you seen this Gothi Kendall's nudes? Oh, my God. So I call up this Taylor the Latte boy, and I say, listen, you need to go on this Discord and see this Gothi Kendall's nudes. But anyway, I really love this blue hydrangea. Oh, my God, Mike Lawson, this blue hydrangea I am in love at the end there, I got a little more rabbi. Than, uh, <laughs> he did. It was, he, yeah. it was the Jewish, Jewish batans. I got Jew batans. I was Jew batans there for the end there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but go NatPat90. He's won not only uh, a little Afterthought Media prize package, but also, you know what, NatPat90 for doing that? I'm going to throw you like a 25-buck Amazon Australia card. That, wow. Yep. 20, right, now, 25 bucks... Uh, Australia is what, like a dollar fifty? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know what the exchange rate, but it is less than the U.S., right? Eh, I I don't know. I think so. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe buy something. <laughs> Probably. I don't know what you would buy it for twenty. The, I, but I, in fairness, mm-hmm. I submitted an entry. It was just disqualified because it was so bad. So no, it wasn't. Uh, no, 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 no. It was legitimately. Fu- Everyone should know. Daniel sent a very funny, very very. I laughed. Funny, at it. Yeah, I yeah no, it's it. a very it. funny thing. And I'll play it for the people live in the chat room after the show. It, everyone, it was so inside joke. It was about this woman, Kathy Bacon, that none of you know who she is, and making fun of her as, as me. You know, like basically, Joe. It was. It was so. Uh, what's that movie? The 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 one where they go in the different levels of dreams or whatever. Inception. Inse- yes, it was so it inception was, because yes. it was Daniel Brewer doing an impression of Joe Batant doing an impression of Kathy Bacon. Yes. And Zach, and Zach did the drive-thru attendant. I know, I could tell, Zach. Yes. That was uh, all right, uh, on the table visits. Later, RuPaul entered the workroom to visit each of the girls. Davina feels refreshed after last week's emotional main stage. Baga loves to haggle. Cheryl's determined to make it to the top. Vinegar Style is called Hodgepodge by RuPaul. Crystal explains her hairy legs. Blue insults people who wear trousers. Oh, no, ball gowns. Why do I write trousers? Yeah. The Vivian explains British drag and her love of Cher. And some Ting Wong promises to pull off a difficult look. Uh, to a dubious RuPaul. Okay, now, Daniel, I know you have a lot to say about these table visits. What do you have to say? So, other, other than that 1741, mm-hmm. the Elo governor. Uh, but, uh, all right, here's, here's the thing that got me. Yeah. I, I also watched the show twice. 
the first time it kind of bugged me a little bit. And then on the second watch, I'm like, wait, wait, I've got to, I've got to confirm that what I'm seeing is correct. Mm-hmm. When she came up to do table visits with them, yeah. they were just sitting there waiting for her to come up. Yeah. They weren't actually working on their gowns. They weren't actually, they had nothing done or constructed. A couple of them had like a needle in their hand or I think, uh, uh, something Wong was the only one at a sewing machine and he kind of like half-heartedly made a little stitch or two on his thing. But they, mm-hmm. it was very clearly when you look at what's on the table in front of them, mm-hmm. they had not started constructing anything. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like their raw materials kind of sat there. Yeah. And in none of those shots and none of the tables mm-hmm. reads, could you see anyone in the background? There was no one in the background. They, they cut to shots, you know, establishing shots that showed other queens but those could have been filmed at any time. It was, you know, it was a hard cut to another mm-hmm. scene. So it's like, this was so oddly constructed, the, this episode, the, this segment of this episode was so oddly constructed. I was just like, was this like a lunch break? And they brought them in one by one to talk mm. about this? It was just, it, I, I was just endlessly uh, just fascinated by this whole thing. Because she, RuPaul was basically standing in the same spot for every single table read. Like the same poster is behind her. In oh, every really? I have to rewatch it. I, I didn't. I didn't look at it with that in mind. But Daniel Brewer with the. Um, it was what? just so weirdly constructed, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and then obviously, then after that, they're all kind of joking around and doing things, you know. And you could see more people into. Uh oh. What is Alexa? Alexa. Oh, Alexa. I, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Did I say something like Alexa? Did I say that? I Daniel, I, I will say – and I'll say uh, Blue Peter badge and um, <laughs> my Alexa will light up. Yeah, we got, we got – we have a thing. Uh, we never say her name mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. We always call her Madam A mm-hmm. or the Echo because we set people's off. Oh, you know, so like at one on one of our early videos, we asked her a question and like people were like leaving in the comments like, damn it, you set my mine off. Mm-hmm. It was answering the same question. Um, so it's just a really odd construction. Also, and this is really geeky here, but at 20 minutes and 11 seconds, mm-hmm. RuPaul was leaving a table and she sounded Irish. She was like, well, well, then be having, you know. Good, good luck to you then, or something like that. It was like this really weird and Irish She wasn't talking accent. to Blue? She wasn't talking to Blue? No, no, she wasn't talking to Blue. And then at 2549, when she was leaving another table, she sounded Scottish. She's like, well, that's awesome. Or, you know, it's like, it's like she like rolled her R's with like this really weird Scottish accent. I was just like, what, what's going on? This is so, Here's it's just, it was just weird. It's just weird. All right. But the, the thing that, that got me as far as the things that she said at the table read, uh, she said to Davina that she saw layers to her character mm-hmm. from last week's From Downton that, from, from that really uh, deep script that they wrote with all that subtext. She's like, yeah, I saw a full story arc and growth in your character. It was a very layered. Pro- and I was like, what the fuck was she watching? Because <laughs> I would like to see that skit. I think she was actually watching Downton Abbey. And she thought it was That's probably what it was. Yeah. Just, as British people are, these are contestants. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. And uh, so I didn't understand the whole layers to the thing. And then the reads that were the, the shady pieces that were there was blue saying ball gowns are lovely, but they've been done to death. Mm-hmm. No offense. And then Vivian actually said like, oh, you can look amazing. But if I give you a microphone and you can't work it, what's the point in you being here? No offense. <laughs> yeah. 
I might have added that last one, but it was just like, was that a read? Did she just read Rue? There's a lot, there's a lot of reading of Rue on this show. And she, and I think, I don't think Rue knows what they're saying. And so it just goes over her head and she's like, oh, okay. Yes. You know, but the best line, the best line came from, uh, uh, Vinegar, mm-hmm. who was, when talking to Crystal said, I think they're clues to what RuPaul says. <laughs> yeah. And Crystal's like, no, they're not clues. He pretty much said it. Yeah. Speaking of Crystal, by the way, is she doing this thing where she puts beauty marks under her eyes for the confessionals? In the confessionals, yes, yeah. yes. Because I'm all like, wait, she doesn't have them when she's in the in the workroom. Uh, it's just, yes, it's the thing she does. Uh, the other thing too is d- just to get equally as nerdy as uh, to show that I can be equally as nerdy as Daniel. Mm-hmm. Is RuPaul during her uh, she already done had hers's video segment does this like first of all. Neither Michelle nor Root, nor anyone who's American, should even try and do a British accent. It sounds horrible, okay? It, it and and everyone looks at them like you can tell they're like, oh god, and they but they have to be nice because he's the judges. Anyway, RuPaul talks about her friend was William Shakespeare and says about William Shakespeare. Yes, here's the deal. This is so nerdy. British people didn't get this accent until like the 1800s. It's called yeah. received pronunciation. Before that. Not that they sounded American, but they sounded more American than they did British. They, they said their R's. You know, they didn't do the, uh, hello. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. One. <laughs> I wouldn't do the hello, governor, right? <laughs> but, uh, but they didn't, they didn't go like, you're all right. You know, they didn't talk like that. They, they, they said their R's and they, they you know. Um, yeah, they would say like much better. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They would say much better. So, uh, uh, so like Shakespeare didn't talk like that. Thank you. That was one little thing I had to say there. I had, I had known that. No, I know you knew that. I needed to tell like Nami Harder, you know, one of our listeners. I learned that actually. I learned that on an episode of uh, Perry Mason. It was, uh... <laughs> yeah, there was a guy who was pretending to be British. You call yourself a Shakespearean actor, yet isn't it the truth, sir, that yeah. uh, early uh, British folks didn't have that accent? And they always go like, yes. <laughs> What's funny too is. They'll confess. Like, they confess even when the uh, evidence is overwhelmingly against the Perry's client, and there'd be no reason for them to confess. They'll yes. just confess because Perry asked them the question. Like, well, yes, I may have murdered this person with premeditation, <laughs> but I don't want to perjure myself. <laughs> so I guess I better. Uh... I won't lie. What kind of a person do you think I am? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. How dare you! <laughs> Uh, you know what? This is a perfect spot to do it right here. Uh, we'll be back right after this. All right. We are back from the break. And uh, let's actually talk about the – they go back into the workroom. Vinegar processes that secret clue Rue left her. And Crystal <laughs> yes. gives Vinegar some tough love about her looks. Baga and the Vivian pretend to be Thelma and Louise. And Vinegar brings it to the hodgepodge to the screams of the other girls. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Davina gives Vinegar some shit about her look. And then when Vinegar walks away, the other girls laugh about how fuck she is. Some in Vinegar check in and Vinegar reveals that she has rethought her concept concept for the umpteenth time some seal now this is we need to talk about this some seals their fate some ting wong seals their fate when she tells vinegar that she needs vinegar to stay in the competition or she'll go crazy as soon as she said that i'm like you stupid bitch i was like you basically just told them pit us against each other in the lip sync 
Correct. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, uh, we also watch Survivor in this household, and it's like uh, there was somebody the other day that said, I feel like I'm calling the shots. And I was like, I looked at Zach, I'm like, if I'm ever on this show, yeah. which I never will, yeah. but if I'm ever on the show, I will never, ever, ever make any kind of comment mm-hmm. like that because yeah. it's just guaranteed that they're going to play that the week that you go home. Yeah. Crystal did it too. She was like, if I don't win this week, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't even be here. I'm like, all right, bitch. Well, you just didn't win. <laughs> you, just, you just made, you just made, you just gave Davina the badge. Um, okay. Okay. But blue asked Davina. I don't even know where I left. Okay. Okay. Blue asked Davina about what it was like all the way back in 2006. They acted like 2006 was so, I guess it was 13 years ago, but wow. The Vivian and Baga read Something Wong's outfit as well as Crystal's glove look. They then announce that along with Crystal, they make up Confidence Corner in the workroom. What does this mean? Yes. What? Okay. Anyway, the point is, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to say the Vivian and Baga decide that with Crystal, they're Confidence Corner in that side of the workroom. Yes. And then elsewhere, Davina DeCampo reads Confidence Corner for underestimating the other contestants. Your thoughts on all things Elimination Day and back in the workroom, Daniel Brewer. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about the conversation between Blue and Davina. Sure. You know, all the way back, all the way back in 2006. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of parallels between that and podcasting, really, when you think, when you get thinking about it, mm-hmm. right? It's like everyone today has a podcast, whatever. But back in 2006, when we were, you know, starting these things, mm-hmm. it's like we didn't have tutorials or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I could kind of relate to that as like you're having to figure things out on your own, right? Yeah. Having to, there was no book, there was no rule book or whatever. And I kind of think it's not even just the internet as much as it is RuPaul's Drag Race that has just so dominated and defined, you know, drag over this past decade that, you know, it, it really is kind of a different world, even though it was only 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you have here, a self-proclaimed queen from the Rue generation, the Insta-queen, Insta-queen Rue generation, um, that grew up watching Rue. That's where she got everything. But not only that, but she has all those social media tools available to her. Yeah. So even though there are very few queens in Northern Ireland, she has a huge following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I, oh, somebody on Discord this week, oh, I have to dig this up here, was uh, comparing the followers of on social media of all mm-hmm. the current queens. Yeah. And I know she was in one of the top, like uh, blue hydrangea was up near the top. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just an interesting conversation to me, especially when I thought back about like, you know, about what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it was just, it was just a different time. I don't know. I have nothing more to say about that. Other well, than no, just, was I, cool. I was fairly late to the game. And even then, even I would say up until recently, it was still, not the easiest thing in the world, you know. Now yeah. you just got to buy yourself a blue mic. And uh, honestly, I know I do ads for Anchor for my other podcasts. But when you have a website like Anchor, they do everything for you. And I'm, look, I have problems with Anchor. Okay. I don't that This show's yeah. not on Anchor. So I'm like, I can say that. There's some mm-hmm. other weird like support problems I have with Anchor. But like it is true though. You can just post a show to Anchor and they'll do like they will put it on all the platforms for you. Like remember you had to go to each individual platform before oh, yeah. and put oh, it yeah. up and and like there are so many ways to like improve your sound. It, it, there's a low barrier for entry. So it's kind of the same thing where like now you can just watch YouTube and learn how to do makeup where before they had like But I'm almost wondering though. You know, I remember once um 
early on in my stand-up comedy thing, I went to this showcase where a, a, a famous comedy manager was going to look at us, right? And it was mm-hmm. myself, uh, a couple women, and then a bunch of white guys, right? Yes. And afterwards, the manager was saying that she pointed to me and the two women. She goes, you guys are really funny. She goes, the, the problem you guys will have is there aren't a lot of you out there. So people will try and put you in shows and you'll go too fast. Does that make sense? Whereas mm-hmm. if you're a white guy, it's going to be a tougher road for you. But you'll get better because you have the, the room to get better because it, you're always playing sort of at the right level maybe even a little lower so they get good they have the, the the room they have the breathing room to get good and so um i think it's the same thing like i wonder if someone who started when like uh davina de campo started because she had to learn or when you started doing podcasts and because you had to learn you just know more because you had to teach yourself rather than you just learn how to do that smoky eye on youtube oh yeah and yeah, and I, and I would even say that even extends to, you know, like programming and stuff, which is what I uh-huh. do professionally, right? It's just like, yeah, those of us that were, yeah, have been in it longer, you just, you acquire wisdom as you go along, Re- regardless of what the language du jour is, mm-hmm. right? There are certain universal truths about programming that that you bring with you from each each experience. Yeah, instead of, in other words, you know the theory, not just the practical side of it, but also the theory behind it. And I'm wondering yeah. if Davina does too. And yeah, and we saw that actually with Scaredy Cat and Gothy Kendall in practice, so to speak, in that they knew how to do the smoky eye, but they couldn't fucking work a stage to save their lives. Right. Well, and well, I mean, Vinegar couldn't either. But yeah, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think we're kind of. Yeah, I think absolutely that we're going to lose probably blue blue hydrangea soon, just because mm-hmm. there is a definite difference in experience from the older queens. Mm-hmm. They're they're just turning out better stuff over there. Yeah. The, the older queens, I feel. Yeah, well, but anyway, it was just it was it was a, it was an interesting conversation between Blue and Davina, um, and I, I saw a lot of it. Let's talk about uh, Cheryl's dress. Yeah. Everyone hated Cheryl's dress. They were all making going... fun of Cheryl's dress. I'm with you on this. I, I have a theory about it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think it looked as bad on TV as it did in person. Maybe. You ever you ever watch this uh, home... What is it called? Home Garden TV? HGTV? No. <laughs> they have these shows where they do this home improvement stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when they do woodworking stuff and they stain wood, it just looks like shit mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. But if you see a magazine picture of that same project mm-hmm. taken with like a, you know, a, an, an analog camera or whatever, it looks great. Mm-hmm. I think because wood grain is so fine, it just doesn't show up even on, eight, you know, 4K. It just doesn't show up on camera very well. It doesn't read on camera very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks so much better in person than it does on camera. I think Cheryl's dress is the opposite of that. I think yeah. Cheryl's dress is one of those, like, probably in person, you could see some of the hot glue trails coming off of it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, really fine little clear trails that look really sloppy kind of falling off of it that the camera just didn't pick up. Yeah. Because Vinegar was was severely shocked, Right that that uh cheryl wasn't in the bottom too mm-hmm. so i mean they really thought that dress was hideous but i did you think it was hideous no, I, mean, I, thought I thought it was fine. bad but i didn't I, think it was hideous yeah, i thought it looked fine and meanwhile yeah. to, to to actually do the opposite they thought and it to, i think the opposite is bag of chips 
where she was safe and a lot of people who watched the show on on television and myself included thought it looked really bad oh it was horrible it looked like a diaper it looked like a a, a diaper in mm-hmm. a in a shirt it was it was it was a sloppy horrible look yeah and and so yeah i i saw blues and i thought like that was safe worthy i didn't understand why they were like coming down and they were doing this thing this week that literally i mean i think maybe even someone said this you could literally do it with every outfit so for to say like well you just wore a dress with fingers on it well, everything was right. just a this with that on it. Like, like for right, instance, yeah. as much as I love Davina Del Campo's look and the outfit itself, but they were like, oh, I love that umbrella. All she did was just pick up the umbrella. She didn't do anything <laughs> in the umbrella. It was there. And she picked it up. No, Joe. She picked it up. She worked it, Joe. And uh, yeah, the Vivian had tape draped on a dress. Yeah. She, she didn't sew plastic blinds for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. You could say that at every, even crystals, you could be like, she just put some curtains around the beach balls. Like right, you so could there, just, was, there was a big con- controversy here in our household. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, Zach thought that Crystal should have won mm-hmm. instead of Davina. I so could I see that. that. I, we're not I, there yet. But oh, yeah, we're not there yet. But no, I, I could be swayed that way. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I see them as both very, very strong looks. Um, I think Crystal sealed her fate when she said, "If I don't, get, <laughs> I don't get this. I shouldn't be here." And then also, do we with, have do we the in the in like in the little huddle backstage? Do we have any reason why we should give one of these over the other? Well, we do have that clip of her saying that if she doesn't win, she right. should go home. And then also, we have Davina saying that she wants to prove them wrong. Right. Exactly. All right. There we go. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, Daniel, let's actually. Did, did you get everything uh, out on this uh, elimination day? I, I think I've said everything. No. There's one one thing that yeah. struck me. Sure. Vinegar at one point in time said something about the past couple of weeks. <laughs> and I clocked this too. Yes. Uh huh. And I also I heard it last week. I, it actually is on my notes from last week that she uh-huh. said it. And then I was like, "Well, you know what? She she works in the theater. She's just playing the producer's game, right? Mm-hmm. She's just going along with okay. This episode is one week. This episode is another week. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's only been a few days. Yeah. But she's just saying this to to fit the narrative yeah. of you know that this show happens every week. But then I got to thinking about it after that oddly constructed table visit stuff. I'm like, because they can't pay them like a prize money do can they also maybe not pay them like stipends you know what i'm saying like is this a case where they have to let them go work their regular jobs and they're coming back do we know anything about the filming of this was it done yeah, no no they only did, no they only did it like in three or four weeks so okay um, yeah, yeah so yeah. Is, she's just playing along because that was my it's it like was this stage talk or was this real talk like really a couple of weeks or fake couple of weeks i think she real I, I you know the, and they, they've been known to do this where they'll make them say things again. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if actually um, Vinegar did say, you know, I've only known you like a week. And they're like, hold, right. hold on. You've known her going on three weeks. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, now, Daniel, actually, it's time for the looks. The category is Posh on a Pence. Uh, Daniel, any big, any big looks you want to talk about? Well, all right, let's just talk about the the two top looks. Sure. Let's talk about uh, Davina DeCampo. Davina DeCampo. And Crystal. And Crystal. So I think I think guest judge, uh, not guest judge, but regular judge Graham Norton yeah. and Michelle were having an argument about it. And, and I think Graham was trying to make the point that 
they're both really strong looks, but Crystal's was more drag than fashion. And mm-hmm. Davina's was more fashion. And the ch- since the challenge was fashion, that's why she should win, mm-hmm. which I totally understood. But my question to you is, yeah. what made Crystal's outfit so drag other than the weird thing that she was holding, the accessory. Like if she wasn't just, if she just edited, not carried that accessory, that weird metal cage with the, with the drape rope in it, mm-hmm. I think it, it would have been more fashion, right? I think that was the thing that made it more drag and campy was this weird accessory that she was carrying. So I think she kind of like lost it herself just by, by not editing. That's my, that's my opinion. Could Thank it you. be just the exaggeration? Yeah, like, like that weird scepter. Or whatever. No, it wasn't a scepter. It was like a ball she was holding. What that's was what I'm it? talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That yeah. ball. And it had the, because the, those were drapes that she used on her side. Yeah. And that was the the, the rope. You mm-hmm. know, that's like the, the tie rope for the drapes. Mm-hmm. And then she had, maybe even the beach balls might make it a little bit drag. The exaggerated hips. And uh, maybe the, the I think the, the, the fascinator in her head was sort of like a, exaggerated as well like some sort of yeah i'll, I'll give her the beach balls and the hips because that is very old english yeah. you know period uh that that weird edwardian period where they had mm-hmm. those crazy hip extension things mm-hmm. but yeah. i would have been a big so I, then. Did, who do you think should have did, were you happy with davina winning i was fine with davina winning i probably would i it would have been very close i could i don't think this was an easy one for them because i was torn i actually thought I thought Crystal was going to win. Wasn't surprised Davina won, um, but uh, I thought Crystal was going to win. Yeah, I guess I, I think I probably would have given it to Crystal. Just because okay. the construction was so... But then the construction was really good with what Davina yeah. did. That was so much more difficult. Uh, I think yeah, Now that I think about it, I would give it to Davina. I, here's what I'd do. I'd put them both on the stand. Yeah. And then I get one of them to confess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, it was it was a failed uh, Perry Mason joke. Right? Oh, it wasn't failed at all. In fact, that's going to be the case <laughs> of the poshy pence. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. Yes. Della, set it up. <laughs> it wasn't his secretary's name, Della. Oh yeah, Della Re- Della Street, not Della Reese. That's the the woman <laughs> from Touched by an Angel. No, Della Street. And in these early episodes, you know this. Big queer Perry Raymond Burr, like Della Street's always like basically throwing herself at him. He's like, I don't know what to do here. Uh, he's just single. And she's like, she and she's like, when are you gonna ever find a good woman, Perry? And he, I'm like, come on, Della. If only there was one close to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Any other looks that you want to talk about? Well, we talked about bag of chips look, right? Um, <laughs> we did. I was, you know, on the second look, on the second viewing, because Blue Hydrangea was so shocked that she wasn't in the top, and on the second, I was like, "Why?" It just yeah, seemed, it wasn't that good. Yeah, it was fine. It was just like, but it was safe. It reminded me of like if Jade Jolie knew how to sew. Um, well, it, maybe that was it. Maybe she was just doing some really fancy sew, you know, mm-hmm. sewing and hemming or something. Like maybe, maybe on the other show where they talk about the fashions, they'll they'll like pick that out but for the layman i mean i didn't see anything great about that the the pattern was so busy i couldn't see how it was sewn together anyway it was it was it was just a very loud busy outfit with some shitty tassels on it i want to talk about something wrong first of all her outfit looked horrible she couldn't walk down that runway it was a horrible because if she did the thing would split in two (laughs) but um 
What's funny is I will say the confessionals that they chose prove the Vivian's point that she can't take criticism or she won't take suggestions because even after Rue does a table visit with her, she's like, well, first of all, something has a, a way of talking to the camera where she's very breathy. Yes. And she's like, RuPaul wants me to change the dress, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. All right. I think it's, it's going to look fantastic. Yes. And so, like, now now she's had it. Now she's in the bottom two. She's been in the bottom two. Literally eight minutes after you said no one, no American should ever do a British accent. <laughs> well, just not on that show. It's not on that show. Oh, Rue, Rue, should not. I'm not going to do it, right? And, uh. Uh, she also okay. leans in. She, she leans, leans in. Leans. She's like literally an MSNBC ad, like right there. She's leaning into the camera. I don't. Let me tell you guys a secret. I don't think you guys have microphones here. So I'm going <laughs> to lean in so you can hear me extra good. Anyway, and I guarantee you next week, they're gonna, people are going to give her recommendations. She's going to be like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go good. out there wearing this uh, hefty bag. <laughs> Uh, so that's something wrong. The Vivian, she looked great. You know, honestly, did she though? It was fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, she she thought it looked great. She thought it was the greatest thing ever. But yeah, it was. It's something we've seen before, and it really was. You know, she was making fun of that was the line that uh, uh, something gave back to her. Right? It's like if you're if you're gonna come at me for like sewing this thing you you just have tape draped on a dress it's like you, you didn't like reinvent something well even i, I th- this might give uh you know credence to the theories that they're trying to push certain people onto on the, on the show but rupaul i mean not rupaul michelle keeps saying but then almost retracts it immediately that we've seen th- that dress before that silhouette and we've seen something like this before this is not new but then she'll be like but it looks fantastic it looks great but we've seen it I think, before. You know what I think it is? I think she's shell-shocked from like calling her nose fake. Oh. So now every <laughs> everything she says, she's like, oh shit, wait, maybe that's not. Yeah. <laughs> vinegar stroke. She's just second-guessing second herself. That's that's Vinegar's long, I mean, not Vinegar, that's Vivian's long game there. Yeah. Now vinegar It really stroke. was a prosthetic nose. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be great if it really was. She's like, at the end, she's like, ah, it was prosthetic. <laughs> Um, no, Vinegar Strokes, I, I, that looked horrible. I think she was trying to do maybe harken back to um, Naomi Smalls' book ball look. You know what? I got the fact that she was, she, you know, she was embracing this hodgepodge nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did she confuse it with decoupage? Like, I, it's just like, isn't like gluing paper to that thing just really just kind of decoupage? It's like, was that like some comment that somebody made and she just ran with it? It was horrible. It was, and not only that, but her nude illusion suit like had stains oh, on it. Oh my god! And then she had like you know when they when you guys when they wear the fake boobs or those nude illusion suits, there's a a collar. Obviously, it's going to be so. The way you get around it is you wear some sort of like thick necklace or something to hide that. Co- she didn't. There was no attempt to hide the collar. It looked like she was just wearing like a Hanes T-shirt that was like uh, chocolate. Well, Hanes T-shirt that yeah she had gotten out of the laundry bin because it still had like stains and stuff. Yeah, on it. yeah. It was it yeah. was the I. Not until they said it was a nude illusion. I'm like, oh, I thought she was wearing like a like a like a chocolate bodysuit. Yeah, like, like like she was trying out for cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I also like oh God. I want to say something show shady, but I'll, I'll say it off the air. I don't want to say it on the show. I'll Vivian strokes the garbage cat. 
<laughs> I'm a jellical cat, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a righteous lad cat. Over in the UK, we had yeah. this other cat. It's called yeah. it's called Vinegar the Garbage yeah. Cat. Vinegar strokes for vinegar strokes and the vinegar strokes and vinegar strokes. Vinegar strokes wait, and vinegar it's me, Grisabella. Anyway, uh, I got no other cat. Right, we're going to name all the cats. Anyway, uh, okay. let's move. I, I've hit all the looks I want to hit. Thank God there's not any queens. All right. Uh, backstage during Untucked, Blue, Hydrange, and Baga Chips are safe and hang out. Baga compliments Blue's outfit while Blue is disappointed that she wasn't in the top for this challenge. As the others come back in, Vinegar, Sum, and Cheryl are aware of their placement and share their feelings. The Vivian comes out swinging and tells the girls they shouldn't have shown up to this competition if they didn't know how to sew. I didn't finish this completely because I did. Then the fight went to a weird place where then Blue started defending her outfit, and then they were like, "Oh, we actually now like uh, not Blue. I mean Cheryl Hole's Cheryl, outfit." Yeah. And but so I didn't know where this argument went. I got lost. Uh, so it was it was one of those quintessentially British things where it's just like their politeness, their their baked in societal politeness took over or something, mm-hmm. or it's just like you know Cheryl, your outfit is really shitty. Well, you know it's actually it's 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 gloves and it has this thing and it's like oh my god, she's selling it to me. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, great. Yes, I love it. I love well, it. yeah, because any any time that uh, something Wong gave any retorts to the Vivian, it was in confessional. It wasn't in the room. Right. It would always be like, like you know. Vivian, oh yeah, yeah. She, she talks a big game, but not to their face. Yeah. Right. Like, well, how, how did you like? How did you like the Vivian just basically coming in there? Like, okay, well, you should have been in the bottom two, and you should have been in the bottom two, and you should have been. But what the yeah. order is, I don't know. I think I think Miss the Vivian is very taken with herself because she was the UK ambassador, and she's been doing. You no, know, well. I hadn't heard that. If only she would mention that <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. So I think she's just very taken with it. So now she thinks, you know, she's the hall monitor for the show. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the, 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 oh, what was her name that came back in season 10? Uh, Vanjie. Big girl, big girl. Oh, the, the, the Eureka O'Hara. Eureka. Yeah. It's the Eureka syndrome, right? Where she's, she's now the expert. Yeah. She's four because she, was, she went through that contest first to be the ambassador. So now she's the expert on it. Yeah, so she's, she's, the, the she's the seasoned pro. Yeah, but in her not in her defense, but I could see she now thinks, "Well, I've been doing well every episode, except you know, I'm doing I'm going high every episode, so um, I'm going to tell these girls how to do it." I don't know. It it's it's untucked was fine. All right, back on the main stage, Davina DeCampo, the Vivian, and Crystal are placed in the top, but Davina DeCampo is named the winner of the challenge, much to the chagrin of Crystal, who really thought she was going to win this challenge. Vinegar, Sumting Wong, and Cheryl are in the bottom, but Cheryl is given yet another chance, leaving the two friends, Vinegar Strokes and Sumting Wong, to face off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Would I Lie to You by the Eurythmic, blech, by the Eurythmics. In the end, Sumting Wong was told, Shantae, you stay, while Vinegar Strokes was asked to sashay away. Daniel, any final thoughts on the episode? Is there anything we missed? What's in your notes? What didn't we cover in your notes? Or I got final one final thing on my notes here, but before we get there, I just wanted to cover what you just said. I don't, I don't think Crystal was upset. It's like she, she was smiling over it and congratulating her. I think the fact that there's no real prizes here kind of eliminates yeah. a lot of the, the jealousy of, like, oh, you just got two thousand dollars worth of furs or oh you just got you know some stupid trip from alan chuck something yeah you know i'm saying it's like basically what did she get for winning she got this little badge so i don't know that that's like worth getting upset over 
We'll wait till so next I, week. I'm just saying, I, it looked like Crystal really wasn't upset about it. I think that was more of a... a we'll wait a, till the next week's cold open when it's like... <laughs> I gotta get that music they use for the cold open, but like... And then it's just like, dun-dun, dun-dun. Well, we'll see dun, who wins dun. this week. <laughs> dun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, here's, here's what I... I when I was watching Vinegar say her goodbyes, yeah, she was holding one of those fucking maquettes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that from the other people leaving. Is like, was that an aborted experiment where like they they gave them all maquettes and then they decided that they couldn't use it because that was a sponsor, and so they just didn't oh, reference. It was just so yeah, weird. It's like, why was she, right. she was just holding this maquette? Mm-hmm. It was just like, wait, where did the, is she holding a Barbie doll? Oh no, that's that stupid tweeter head thing. Maybe they still get it, but they just don't show it because you're right. Because the sponsorships, because that's the one thing I do like. There's zero commercials. Yes. And so we don't have to. We well, don't have to do oh, anything. yeah. God, we totally forgot. You know, Drag Race UK just launched in the US last yeah, Friday. On Logo. Now I watched it. Why? On Logo. I wanted to see what was different. I wanted to see what they did that was different. Okay. And yeah. uh, I couldn't make it through the whole episode. But yeah. the uh, they bleep out weird things. Mm-hmm. Like they bleep out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bleep that out now. But when Gothy Kendall said, you know, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm the best at giving and she had to do it three times. They didn't bleep it out the second time she said it only the first and the third time mm-hmm. because she has such a, 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 you know, a thick accent It's like, I don't even think they realized she said it the second Not time. Not the only thing she has that's thick, <laughs> but they, uh, it was just weird. And then they did this, that same bullshit thing going in the commercials where they tease what's coming up and it's completely misrepresent it. Yeah, it, it's 100%. I, <laughs> that is one of the most frustrating things that they do. Is Do, do they think that we're going to stop watching the show and then come back days later and then forget that they just literally lied? That in two minutes, we're going to see that they just lied to us. But here's my question. Is that a VH1 thing slash logo thing or is that a World of Wonder thing? Because on the World of Wonder site, that, you know, watching it there, they don't do it. Like if I buy the episode from Amazon, I don't see that. Uh, it's only when it airs on Logo or VH1 that they do that. So who, who's doing answer. that? I still think it's a Wow thing, but just because I don't like Wow. Yeah, but I think Wow's already put the show in the can, right? Yeah, but they probably have to also cut the the, the teasers out. I don't. I mean, I'm, anyway, I'm used that's, to that's, them that's lying anyway. That we'll, yeah, we'll let's what, put them on the stand. Let's. Uh, it's oh, the case. It's a, uh, the misleading trailer or interstitial. <laughs> uh, uh, my name's Friday. I wear a badge. That's a different show, but different uh, show. the one that kicks in right here. The case of the wary wildcat. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, let's go into it here. So, like, Barry. You have a phone call. Well, you know what's so funny is when this show starts, all the people on the cast are so thin. Even even this Raven Burr, right? Yes. And I happened to watch the very last episode recently, okay? They're all big fat pigs now. <laughs> Every single even this Della Street is a lot thicker. There's a guy who plays a detective, he's a big fat pig. Raven Burr's a big fat pig. <laughs> what's going on with that show? Did you all craft services the entire time? I have nothing more in my notes. That's it. The case of the missing Snickers on the craft services. 
right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. So, for Daniel Brewer and myself... So long, gay boys! any comments thoughts or questions about drag race uk email us at drag race recap at gmail.com follow us on twitter and instagram at drag race recap our instagram account is managed by steven starling you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap if you want more access to drag race content and other afterthought media shows support us on patreon at patreon.com slash afterthought media Follow Daniel Brewer on Twitter at Daniel Brewer. Also, subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WDW Aristocrats. That's W-D-W-A-R-I-S-T-O-C-R-A-F-T-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Oh my god, that was-